0: Hey, this is Chris. I'm assuming since you're listening, you enjoy the podcast. And if you're new, I hope you enjoy today's show. But whether you're a current listener or you're a new listener, why not nominate Popcorn Finance for a Plutus Award? you can go to popcornfinance.com slash Plutus. That's P-L-U-T-U-S. And you can help Popcorn Finance win Best New Personal Finance Podcast. When you visit popcornfinance.com slash Plutus or click the link that's gonna be in the show notes, it'll pre-fill everything for you. All you have to do is put in your name and email address and you're all set. So thanks for your support in helping Popcorn Finance get nominated. I hope you enjoy today's show. Chris, hope you're doing well. And welcome to Popcorn Finance, where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. I appreciate you coming back for another episode. And today I have a special guest on Pete McPherson from DoEvenBlog.com and the host of the Do Even Blog podcast. How's it going, Pete?
1: It's going fantastic, Chris. Thank you so much for having me, man. I'm legit excited.
0: Oh, man. Thanks. I appreciate you coming on. <laughs> and Pete, he gave me a disclaimer already that this may be uh, more than one bag of popcorn. It might be
1: like seven bags of popcorn, really burnt popcorn.
0: (laughs) So, you know, we just want to get you prepared right off the bat. But no, I think we're gonna have a great conversation today because Pete came on because he he brought up a very interesting topic. And I know that some of you out there who may be looking to make a little extra money or maybe supplement your your current earnings, or you're maybe trying something out on your own. And it does take a while to get started. So you may need a little something else to bring in some more income to, to you know, keep you afloat. And uh, Pete brought up the idea of using freelancing to to find some extra income, and which I just thought was a really great idea because I I don't really know too much about the topic of freelancing. So uh, I know Pete has some experience in the freelancing world and I thought, you know, it'd be great for him to share his story. And I think this would definitely be helpful for some of you out there. So, so Pete, tell us about freelancing. What What is it first of all, so that we can, uh, <laughs> we can all make sure we're on the same page. That's actually a good question. I have
1: no idea. <laughs> I, would, I would really just say any work that you do for other people outside of your job, mm, okay. the work you do for yourself would be classified as side hustle, work that you do for other people, you could call it contract-based work or consulting, maybe freelancing. I just think it's work you do for other people and they pay you money for it. Uh, I think cutting your neighbor's yawn, that's really just freelancing.
0: Okay. Yeah, I can see that.
1: That's a little stress,
0: <laughs> you know I mean. So something you're doing on your own outside of like a normal, I guess, traditional work contract, I guess you could say. Right. Yep. I love it. So then for someone, they're like, all right, I, I'm interested in doing some extra work, some freelance work to bring in some income. Where do, where do they even get started? Because I know for myself, I'd be like, I, I don't know where to look or where to even go to, to even get into this.
1: That's a great, great question. I think there, the entire process uh, is a lot of complicated parts, but it really can be boiled down to like a little three step framework. It's almost like I'm writing a, a listicle blog post on your podcast here, Chris. I apologize. Three simple steps. <laughs> uh, no, uh, but it really does. Number one would be knowing what service you're going to do. What skills do you have? And Before we even talk about two and three, I'll talk about one just a little bit. You need to find out where you can add value to other people's lives. For me, I'll give you a personal example. So when I first started out freelancing was right after I left my full-time job. I did not have blog income yet. Actually, I had zero incomes. We can talk about that later if you want to. And I needed money quick. I had to go to my skill set that I already had for me it was building websites and digital marketing like i had blogged before i had built no less than like 20 30 websites via wordpress i mean just like it's a skill that lots of other people have but it's something i knew how to do and i could do it well and cost efficiently i guess you could say so whatever it could be a number of different things it could be related to your day job if you're in finance if you're a cpa if you're in accounting those are skills that local businesses need we'll talk about how to find them in step two and three, but knowing which skills add value to other people, it could be marketing, it could be finance, it could be copywriting. It could be recording voiceovers. If you have a lovely voice like Chris (laughs) or myself, Uh, it could be any number of things, but identifying that and identifying that that is of value to other people is step one. And I can't really say a whole lot just because everybody's different and everybody's going to have different skills, but Figure out what you're good at or what you enjoy doing, at least. Actually, the opposite. Figure out what you enjoy doing or at least what you're good at. And then see if there's other people out there that need it. That's step two. Find the people. So what I did and what I would suggest everybody start with is find a local chamber of commerce or whatever that is equivalent, equivalently called in your own city. If you live in New York City, it's going to be huge. If you live in small-town Rome, Georgia, which is where I'm talking to you from right now, Chris, it's going to be very small, but it still exists. Almost every town or county uh, has some sort of directory of businesses.
0: Hmm.
1: It's going to include small business. It's going to include some freelancers. Some other freelancers are going to get to big business. And so I went to my local Rome, Georgia Chamber of Commerce, and I literally – I'm not joking. I just walked in the door. I bugged the assistant (laughs) sitting there. I was like, can I talk to the president? Like They had no idea who I am. And I eventually met with a guy. I just talked about like, hey, I just moved here. I'm looking for work, like so on and so forth. And I actually paid $300 to become a member. I didn't actually need to do that in retrospect. I had access to the directory anyways, but I don't know why I did. I became a member. I could go to networking events and just... Finding that home base that is connected to so many businesses is step one. Uh, Mm -hmm. In my opinion, there are other routes to go to find freelance clients. You can go to Upwork and do digital stuff. You could put your portfolio on there. But there's a million other people on Upwork or TaskRabbit or different stuff like that. True. I really do believe the best place to start is who you know or local. So local, go find a Chamber of Commerce. Go into the Yellow Pages if you need to and just go call people. Don't email. Don't send Facebook messages. Call them or walk in their doors or stuff like that and pitch your services. I know that takes guts, but I do think that works. Uh, And then last point I'll say on this, people you know. Uh, Everybody's on LinkedIn, or not everybody, but most people are on LinkedIn. It serves a purpose. There's a reason LinkedIn exists, and that is to connect you with people who may or may not want to do business with you or hire you or have you hire them or something. So go to your network on LinkedIn and send real LinkedIn messages. First of all, it'll blow them out of the water because everybody gets like spammy LinkedIn messages. Send them something personal. See how they're doing. Right? You get those?
0: No, I always get like the, you know, the ones you can tell are like pre-made. Like you click the button and it automatically sends congratulations or, you know.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Those two.
0: Go send like a real
1: personal connected LinkedIn message. You'll blow people away. By the way, They'll just be like, what? Who is this person? Like actually sending me a real <laughs> message. Neither here nor there. Reach out to people you know in your network, your friends, your family. Text them and say, hey, I'm Pete McPherson. I'm looking for work. I would literally send that text message or Facebook message, or I would call my friend's family and tell them, that, hey, I'm looking for work. Do you know anybody? If anybody takes away nothing else where this entire podcast goes, take that away. Do you know anybody? Can you refer me to someone? So step one, evaluate your skills. No one knows what that is except you. You got to like dig deep. What are you good at? What can you provide to other people and have it be of value? Step two, find people either local or who you know or both. Go to a chamber of commerce. Get plugged in. Knock on doors. Call people. Be bold. Like Ask them for referrals. Text your friends and family. Say, hey, I'm broke. I need some extra money. (laughs) Don't say that, maybe. But I'm looking for other people. Who do you know? Do you know anybody that needs a new WordPress site? Do you know anybody that needs some bookkeeping help? Do you know anybody that needs family portraits taken? It doesn't matter. Who do you know? Who can you refer me? Those are huge. And number three, the last step would be to pitch them. This is my favorite thing. I'm an outreach connoisseur. I love sending good emails. Uh, Emails, by the way, unpreferred. Calling on the phone, preferred. Meeting in person, even better, but send emails if you have to. Uh, Pitch them your services. And this is a short podcast. We've already got like two bags of popcorn, Chris. I can't go too (laughs) far into this. But I can say, make it short and concise. Don't waste people's time. And then whiff them. W-I-I-F-M. What's in it for me? You need to think about this whenever you are reaching out to people and pitching them something. Your product If you're, you know, you're pitching podcast sponsorships, this applies to a lot of different stuff. Always think of what's in it for them. Make that loud and clear. Hi, I love to work with you. I build WordPress websites. I see your website is missing this. I see it's old and outdated. I can help you with this stuff. Here is exactly what you will get. You'll get more leads because I can help you get found at Google. You'll get more X, Y, and Z. I can make your family portraits. I'll also do X, Y, and Z. I'll include a free album. What's in it for them? Uh, is that good enough? Yeah, that's it. One, two, three. Three. I know I just wrote a listicle here on this podcast, but I really do believe
0: everything falls into that framework. No, I think that I think that's perfect. And, you know, really, to, to go back and touch on number two you mentioned, I, I think, I don't know if it's just I don't know the time we're in now or what, because for me, I never think to go in person, <laughs> to go do anything. You're always like, I'll do it online. If I, I can't do it online, I, I must not be able to do it. <laughs> so I'm just going to not do it. But I think that that's a good point to talk about. You know putting yourself out there reaching out to like you said the chamber of commerce or or to local businesses in a way that's more personal than you know just sending an email because mm-hmm. i think that, that that does make a big difference
1: and it's only hard until you do it like i am an introvert and i'm a little bit of a shy person okay i'm a lot of a shy person mostly uh, but it's only like intimidating to me until i'm actually on the phone with somebody and then i'm fine or like it was only intimidating before uh before i walked in the doors of the chamber of commerce, or before I sat down with the local president or whatever, like it was only hard until I was actually in the room or on the phone call. And then it was just, it was fine. I don't know. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it's one of the things that's always scarier in your mind than it is in actual practice when you actually put yourself out there. Oh, hundred percent. No, no, I definitely like that. These are great tips. And so for, I just have one more question for you. I know, I know we've had a lot of popcorn already, but I think We're on back <laughs> add this one in there for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, if I'm, if I'm someone who's followed your tips, I've, I've looked at kind of, I figured out something that I am good at or even something that I may enjoy doing. And then I, I've reached out to some people, I, I've pitched them. Now I think comes a process of, I think getting paid. Cause that's the whole point of doing all of this mm-hmm. is, is to bring in some extra money. Mm-hmm. Do you have any tips for someone looking to, you know, Figure out, you know, how much is charged, or any resources they can go to, any places they can visit online, or or any physical resources that we like we've talked about that can help someone determine, you know, how to charge, how to collect money, you know. Because I mean, I think that's probably like your next step is after you do the work, you need to figure out how to get get the cash. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, two
1: things. One, I forgot to say this earlier. If you do email people, or if you do talk to people and you pitch them stuff, follow up multiple times if necessary. Don't bug people, but be reasonable, but follow up. Okay, leave that pricing yourself one of two things one you have no portfolio no resume for your particular freelance work your particular service that you're performing You got to get a portfolio. So under charge. I know that's not a very popular thing to say The first (laughs) website I did I did for like it was less than five hundred dollars I'm pretty sure it was like three hundred dollars and it took me I don't know how many hours but a lot of hours undercharged until I got like one or two in the bank, one or two really good things that looked good. I could charge people like 1700 for the next one because I'm like, oh, here's my portfolio. Look what I did for X, Y, and Z company. Here's something mm. better. So start small, undercharge if you have to, those first few clients to really undercharge, over-deliver, and build up a portfolio. Once you're at that point where you have a few under your belt where you're more experienced or whatever, well, actually, by that point, you probably already know a little bit better what the going rate would be and you could charge people more appropriately. But outside of that, the one trick I have is just to pretend to hire people for the same service. I don't know. This may or may not be frowned upon, but I would actually (laughs) go to the internet, go to Upwork uh, or something like that and try and find somebody that you would hire for the exact same service and see what they're charging. I don't know. Mm -hmm. That's just where my head goes. Go look at like 10 people who are charging you for family photography, if that's what you want to do. Uh, see how much they would charge you. Take the average, charge hundred dollars less for the first like five clients, and then work your way up.
0: Yeah, I like that. I think yeah, you look out there, see what the I guess like the market rate is. What are people charging for a similar service? And that kind of that gives you a great idea. And then also, I like the your first point where you said undercharge, which I get sounds like maybe like counterintuitive, but I think that's great because not only I think will you be able to you know f- you know find some clients because you're going to be priced probably relatively cheap compared to other people. But I think it gives you the confidence because you'll get a client, You, I think it takes some of the pressure mm-hmm. off because you're not taking you know large amounts of money from them. <laughs> and yeah. then I think it kind of gets you ready, gets you in the rhythm. You can figure out what your time is worth, how long it's going to take you. And then uh, you can kind of judge what to charge going forward. But no, I think I really like that idea. I didn't even think about that. That's, that's great. I like the confidence thing.
1: It's easy to say like, oh, people equate value with cost. And yes, that's definitely true. And yes, I think on the whole, people should charge more, just period. Like, in generally speaking, I think more people should charge more, but you can't do that without confidence. You have to know that you're worth something. And if you're, especially if you're new, a new service or you're trying something new, I definitely agree with you. Undercharge, work your way up.
0: Hmm, perfect. Great point, B. I think it was worth the extra popcorn to get that, uh, that extra piece of uh, information from you. <laughs> Four backs settle, Chris. Four backs. <laughs> I think that's not bad. That's not bad at all. So you had me worried. I thought we were going to have like a two hour episode. You, you, <laughs> you had me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I have to split it up into
1: multiple multiple <laughs> podcast episodes.
0: Uh, well, hey, well, thanks, Pete. I think this is great information, especially for those people who are looking to bring in some extra money. I know we've talked about side hustles in the past, and so maybe looking at freelancing, maybe a, a good option for some other people who um, who are looking for something that doesn't fit into the maybe traditional side hustle model that's out there right now. So, I appreciate you sharing that, Pete. And you know, before we go, I definitely want you to share some about what you do. You know, I do you even blog, because I think you have some great resources over there.
1: Sure. So I've try to do other side hustles over the past five or seven years that I've kind of been uh, an entrepreneur. But I keep coming back to teaching digital marketing, which is the corniest thing ever. And there's a million people teaching other people how to start blogs and YouTube channels and podcasts. But I really just can't do anything else. It's what I'm fired up about. It's what I'm passionate about. I really want to teach people the digital marketing skills, sales, communications, writing, editing, graphic design, like all this technical stuff uh, that goes into building up a blog and a following is so valuable, whether or not they continue their blog or not. It's so valuable. So that is my life's purpose. I run do you even Like you said before, like I interview uh, other bloggers and entrepreneurs and a very ranty long form because I can't shut up sometimes <laughs> format. And I also do a YouTube channel and uh, blog content really just focused on helping people start and grow impactful and meaningful and authentic and profitable blogs. That's it. That's all I can do right now. That's what I'm fired up about.
0: I, I, I can definitely vouch for it because I've, I've listened to your podcast many times and there's some great resources on there. I know it's definitely helped me with some of the stuff I've been working on for my site okay. uh, because it can be scary jumping out there. I, I didn't, I had no idea what I was doing. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely got some good tips from you. <laughs> Appreciate it.
1: Uh, well, the secret's out. Neither did I. <laughs> so, or, nor, nor do I, I guess I should say. Yeah. Well, thank <laughs> you, Chris.
0: Hey, well, thanks, Pete. Appreciate it.
1: No problem, Chris. Thank you so much, buddy.
0: Thanks again to Pete McPherson from Do You Even Blog for joining me and sharing some great tips on how to make some extra money doing some freelance work. Make sure you go follow them over at doevenblog.com and you can find them on any of the social media platforms using that same name. not gonna say too much more because you've already joined me for multiple bags of popcorn at this point. But the one thing I did wanna do is ask for a small favor. As you may have already heard in the very beginning of this episode, I'm trying to get the podcast popcorn finance nominated for a Plutus Award, which is a pretty big award in the finance space. I'm going for the best new personal finance podcast award and best podcast series for the 2018 listener goal series that I've been doing. So, if you have a couple of minutes, please visit popcornfinance.com Plutus to help nominate Popcorn Finance for both of those awards. I have it set up so it'll automatically pre-fill in my information. All you have to do is put in your name and email address, hit submit at the bottom, and you're done. So, if you haven't already done this, please... Check in the show notes or just go to popcornfinance.com Plutus to help Popcorn Finance get nominated for an award. I'm feeling a little under the weather. I think I might have caught a cold while I was out in Philadelphia. I was attending the podcast movement, and it was a lot of fun. got a chance to record a lot of interviews with a lot of great people. So please, if you're not already subscribed, please do so. Just go to anybody place you're listening to podcasts, probably where you're listening to this one. And just hit subscribe that we can get the new episodes as they come out. And also you'll get the episode that'll be coming out in a couple of days. Pete's going to be coming back and he'll be joining me for a quick pop episode. So make sure you're subscribed so you can catch that and all the future episodes that'll be coming out. So as always, thank you for your support. Appreciate you joining me here for multiple bags of popcorn. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week and I'll talk to you soon.